Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering the prologue of The Fires of Heaven, the first sparks to fall. Enjoy! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so he's muted. I think that's why. So, brief pause. All right, welcome to Season 5, Episode 1. Yeah, we're starting the fires of heaven. Uh, Start out strong. Um, And before we get into anything else, I do have to make a few announcements. Uh, We do have some new patrons. Um, So, we have four. We have Sherbert Mango, Big Slice, Brian Wagner, Mm. and Daniel Johnstone. So, thank you guys all for joining our patron team. You guys rock. Thank you, guys. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, nice. You guys listened to us last nice. time. We had uh, David Russell, one of our patrons, on, and that's your mention for the show. So check that box. Um, <laughs> and um, as far as any updates, um, let's see. Yeah, um, so our pa- I give a patron update. Yeah. So with all those new patrons, we're at seventy six total patrons. So that's pretty cool. Um, we still had that challenge Ooh. that if we get to a hundred patrons before Jordan Con, I am going to live stream me getting a tattoo. A wheel of time tattoo at Jordan Con, um, so 100 patrons. I Holy put shit. something permanent on my body. on his left. But <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I might be like the show logo. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm, I'm gonna picking the body part. Yeah, <laughs> we'll auction that off. I, I am a I'm a whore <laughs> for, for patron money. Uh, so so um yeah so just keep that in mind. If you haven't told your friends, join our patron because uh you get to see me get another tattoo. Um, and then uh, you, should, you should get a serpent eating its own tail right underneath your, you know, yeah. Bell end. Tank. I'll just get the I'll get the yeah, floaties. Uh, we have we have I'm like a a, a, cart- a cartoon version of us, like kind of like you guys have. We have that too. Maybe I'll just get Ian and Chris's face tattooed on me, you know, with the <laughs> the cartoons. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just one, each one, one on the butt cheek. <laughs> That would be like 200, 200 when you patrons. you guys eventually follow what we do and start to hate each other, Somebody. when you start to hate each other, that tattoo is going to look amazing. Exactly. It's going to be it's long-term. Hit so hard. <laughs> um, giveaways. Yeah, so we're not doing any giveaways right now. That's All those are finished said. up. We did a TikTok giveaway on our TikTok last uh, giveaway on Friday. Um, it was a hoodie. But uh, I do have a giveaway to do, actually. So I'll do it on Twitter. But uh, Jake came in town. Jake's from our, uh, our Discord. He's a mod on our Discord. 
And when he was in the airport on his way in to fly in, he gave me a copy, uh, a new copy, the show cover copy of the Eye of the World. Um, since I already have a copy of the Eye of the World, um, I'm just going to give that away. Um, and that's what he told me to do. So um, I'll do a Twitter giveaway. Uh, I'm not sure when I'll actually do it. Uh, but, um, yeah, at some point, um, I'm going to give away that book. So someone could win a free copy. So if you have, like, first-time readers or never readers that are watching the show, they're like, I want to get a copy of the book. Enter the win. Check out our Twitter. Follow us. Um, and you could win a copy of The Eye of the World, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then if you hear other voices with us, we do have a guest tonight. We have Twatcast. A um, little bit about them. I think you guys are the oldest Woo! running running, running Wheel of Time podcast, right? Is that right? Are they the I think oldest? That's right. Or... Are they the longest? I'm not the oldest people. Like they're not like in their 80s. I mean, it's uh, both. They, yeah, yeah, both. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not the oldest. I, I don't. I don't know about the oldest. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh... Oh no! I mean, we're the oldest in terms of and, age and, and the podcast. So, uh, Look, they've been, Tom they, is 74. They've been doing how many years 75, now? 75 actually. Looks so good. For I mean, t- yeah, Tom's yeah. Tom's 87. Wait, what did you say? 74. Kevin? How many years have you guys been doing this? This is a year see? 11. Year 11. Uh, okay. 11. 12. Over, yeah, over 10. 11, something like that. Oh my God. Well, guys, That's tell so everybody long. about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A long, long time I would be ago. tired of Alan and Ian. 11 years of this. <laughs> yeah. up, buddy. You wonder why, like, one technical difficulty, and I'm just kind of like, fucking duck, fucking duck. <laughs> Imagine 300 years, 300 to 300 years, 300 episodes of technical difficulties. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So we, we started the show before the last book came out and the entire purpose was to do a reread to prepare for the final book coming out and then when it came out cover the final book and then for some fucking reason we just kept going i guess that worked out okay because now there's a tv show well also the the final book kept getting pushed back so like we originally only had like a month to do every book so we're like all right four episodes for episode one and we just like went there yeah, <laughs> and then like book two, we're like, all right, uh, four episodes, and then book three, we're like, Ten oh, episodes. it got pushed back. I guess five episodes. Yes. Yeah. So for, <laughs> and we just kept going, and then it got to the point where like, wow, the last book has been. So pushed for new back readers, if you bit. want to read the first so thirteen, now we have a yeah, nine or read eight the first thirteen per... books, then listen to a hundred episodes of our show, and then read the last book. And <laughs> <laughs> wait, and wait a year, and then next year, and then don't listen to us. Yeah, for some reason, we yeah. never stopped. Awesome. Um, yeah, well, thanks, guys, for agreeing to come on with us. I don't know. It's um, something. And, and drink with us. At least I'm drinking tonight. I know Ian can't uh, drink because he's, he's yeah. playing the Army thing or something like that. Oh, um, 100%. Yeah, he's playing Army. Coffee, before. baby. But I'm drinking uh, Dark and Stormies, uh, enough to kill um, both everyone on this podcast. Um, so hopefully I don't pass out before he's over with. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, Dark and Stormies are delicious. Oh, they are. Like, they're it's so simple. We taste. When you go back and listen, yeah. Alan, you'll appreciate. So I made dark and stormies for the ladies that were here watching. And when I tell mm-hmm. you they rode the wave, the comments oh. like go from like sophisticated and deep to like way off to left field. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, but you, you what did 151 just right? now? Oh, yeah. I did 151. Uh. And I did sugar-free ginger beer, so there was no, like, That's sugar rough. kick with it. So they were like, mm. I just lost five mm. minutes of the show. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, did That's you see awesome. her boobs? 
What boobs? That was 10 minutes ago. Oh, was it? It, it was quite like that. So thank you for the... I made them ride the same wave I rode the first time. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, I'm excited we're here for a season perfect. premiere. I didn't know you guys did yeah. seasons. Uh, yeah, we just bring it my books. We're starting a new book called a season. I don't know. We don't really take really. We took a week off. Yeah, that's that's our that's our season break. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, this is our that's first time. It's our first time doing a that. week. Uh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> took a week off, and uh, like, okay, we're back at we it. Um, I was actually going to ask, like, what constitutes a season? Because we've been going for 11 years, and we, <laughs> we're on season five. two. <laughs> we, call that, we call that season five. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, and... Um, you're, you're smarter than we are. Yeah, um, and, and we were actually going to do this last week, um, and we are going to have guests on, and it was going to be uh, what spoilers, but they apparently got invited to the early screening, and gonna come because yeah they're too cool for us so um uh, so they're coming on next week so we're gonna have seth yeah. and all those guys from watch spoilers yeah and, uh, how um, rude so they're gonna be you on got invited week. to screenings that's r- yeah actually actually of, uh, i I, tur- I turned them down fancy bitches i guess <laughs> yeah they actually, they actually invited yeah, they actually good. invited me to the early screening i said no <laughs> i don't want to go um uh, actually like, give us enough tickets and you didn't well, give us no, it, tickets, was, it was a lot so. more th- it was so last so they invited me like a week before the screening um and i already had client meetings set up for that day and i would have to cancel a bunch of stuff and i was like you know what i already have a watch party scheduled to go to my house i just don't want to go and then what makes it even worse is they know they had the tower of london tickets i won those uh, and I'd turn those down too. <laughs> so it's like you guys are trying to get me to what? Like, see this thing early and like. Uh-huh. So all this time with the wheel of time and starting the podcast with these guys, this first reader podcast, and they're like, "Do you want to see the show earlier?" And you're like, "Fuck off." No. <laughs> 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 like, Screw you. No. Twice. Uh, Twice. I got better shit to do. I felt so bad. I was like, I was like, really, guys. I do love you guys. I do want to help you guys out. I want to be futurely involved in this, but like right now is a bad time. All right. Uh, <laughs> Your timing's hey, not horrible, for nothing, huh? but I think this is gonna suck. <laughs> so I, I bought three bottles of 151, and we have people flying in. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. Sorry. In, in fairness, man, like, like weirdly, we had issues just because of recording stuff. Like, it's really frustrating that you guys are dropping, you know, Amazon's dropping three fucking shows at once on us because we really don't have that much time. Joe had a kid; we're all flying. So if you guys could just, you know, one at a time, please, yeah. right? It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's exhausting. Someone... Right, slow down. Yeah, I can't wait for next week when we can just like relax and watch one episode and talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I was. It was one of those things where people started asking us on Twitter, "Are we going to do like a review or reaction video?" And um, I started trying to do those, but I had people in town for the watch party this weekend, and then my daughter's birthday. Her two-year-old birthday was on Monday, and then we had Thanksgiving. We're hosting it with our in-laws on Thursday. I was like, I don't know when I have time to do this, but I'll try. I'll do something. <laughs> so, something's coming. I don't know how good it'll be. Sleep so is overrated, Alan. Uh, you know I don't sleep anyway. <laughs> so, speaking of the TV show, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before we started this episode. Um, I enjoyed it. How about you guys? Like it? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? Yeah. Loved it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Very much. Loved it. Here's where it, you yeah. can cut my part from the beginning and put it insert here. Oh yeah, I because I get like <laughs> oh, in, insert Chris's point. comments here. For yeah. those, uh, just the brief summary. I freaking loved it. I appreciate the fact that it's a different narrative. Uh, completely threw me off. I'm excited to see where they take it. 
and as long as they don't bomb it like the end of Game of Thrones, I'll be okay with it. I'm still pissed about that. We'll forever be pissed about that. And Martin, <laughs> I'm still waiting on the next book. <laughs> he is too. All right. So the good thing about the Wheel of Time, Chris, is that they have an ending. So there's there's no mystery. So they, they, they can get there. Will they get there, there the right the way? The we'll we'll, we'll see. But you know they can get there. Not there's to mention the, the author of these books died and they still finished them. And George R. Martin can. Yeah, but it's um yeah. There's nothing funnier than the fact that the guy died and still finished. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. But uh, Martin, I feel like an epic yeah. failure. The guy wrote from his grave and finished. Yeah. Come on, man, get it together. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's uh, but the, the fact is, it's a fucking perfect. Like the fact that it exists enough, it is enough for me, mm-hmm. right? The fact that it exists is, fuck it. As long as they don't shit on it, like you said about Game of Thrones style for the last season, I'm delighted it exists. Yeah. I, uh, I pretty much I, don't go below a certain threshold, and it's perfect by definition. Yeah, I can't believe it you exists. Go below that, yeah, and then it's yeah. even a. But yeah. I'm like, do you think they're really gonna release a fourth episode, or is it canceled? And then when the, <laughs> when number four comes out, I'm gonna be like, I can't believe this is still happening. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That was> incredible. <laughs> yeah, playing the biggest joke on all. Of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. awesome. like, it's just for me. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I I I I like the show in general. I mean, I think it's yeah. really awesome. I think they're doing a really good job. I think a lot of the changes are just like meant to be for a, a you know a viewer that's not a reader of the books, and it's they're making a lot of logical choices. And we've kind of talked about it on our show, but they're also making a lot of illogical mm-hmm. choices. But that's fine. I mean, but you know, like there's there's you know, like, it's I think it's it is what it is, and it's yeah. really good so far. They may It'd be weird if there was nothing to complain about. Like that just makes it more fun to talk about, honestly. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing else that can yeah. blow my mind. I have more no complaints. Than the fact that I love all of them. 100%. Blew, yeah. Killed his wife. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> you just very quietly just keep repeating killed his wife over yeah, there. Just, <laughs> <laughs> That's how I, I'm giving you my reaction when it happened. I was like, parent. First off, parent, parent killed his wife. And second, best part of the show. He killed right? her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I did my watch party, we had a bunch of people uh, John, by the way, the on screen, chat, she they're, me the they're wrong saying way, that so you should I was okay stop what you're doing, drive to me or Tom's house, and finish the episode here with us so you can be on um, the show. My BAC were a little bit lower, maybe. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. You're also, not, five hours. You're also not welcome at my house. So. Just close one eye and you'll be fine. <laughs> that's how I drive. <sighs> Okay. Yeah. So, yes. so yeah. I mean, Done that before. the first time I watched it, I was completely wasted. So um, I, I did myself a disservice. But then the second time and third time were great. Um, but the first time uh, we, we we started drinking heavily before the premiere and um, just kept on drinking and drinking. And by the time the show know. came it's out, like, it's like yeah. your favorite team winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. And then we went on the way the leaf uh, for their uh, live reaction right after the show was done. And I think we just derailed there because they haven't released that stream to YouTube yet. So I think uh, we just completely destroyed their whole entire thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally we're just interrupting them like like being completely belligerent. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But uh <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna need that video. Whether it's that or not. Many times. I, I apologize. Uh, yeah, there's some I'm point t- where like I'm gonna text them right now. There's some point where I just came back and I just looked at him. I was like, I'm going to log off now, guys. Love you guys. <laughs> I'm just going to let you have your show back. <laughs> um, so, anyway. 
I need that video. Uh, yeah, they need to release it because I want to see how bad we were. Um, so, any predictions for this book? I know we talked a little bit last time, but um, usually in the beginning of books, we don't do predictions that much. They have lots of predictions, guys. Uh, their predictions are great. Are you asking like, me and Jono? No, I'm asking Ian and Chris. But uh, like time, like time traveling Tams, one of the famous <laughs> ones. Um, you know, uh, yes. What's uh, time you guys can go Tram, ahead. We have um, so the fires of heaven. I, you know, I don't want to start like my my. I'm sorry, I'm all over my all over the place. My predictions come from the very simple fact that we have four major players planning. Like, some evil stuff is about to go down. And we've had this these contemplative moments where Rand may eventually, like, switch sides. Now, I don't necessarily foresee that coming. But as sneaky as Lanfear is and her, you know, manipulation of all these situations... Um, I've always said boobs. I don't feel like there's any one one or two sides. I feel like the the way this wheel is going to change is that Rand is going to be the one to flip the script on everybody and, and do the least likely thing. And I think he and Lanfear might end up doing something crazy together unless there's some deeper ties with the rest of the group that we don't have happening yet. Like, we know that Rand's got to get married at some point in time, or he's going to, you know, at least fall fall for heavily and, and be engaged with a couple of these women. And, you know, maybe there's some, we don't know anything more about his connection with the his mom and his, his dad, his actual parents. Like, we don't know what ties are there that's going to kind of shift things. But we know that Rand's essentially building an army, and he's, you know, off to do something crazy, and we have Lamphere in the background manipulating the situation, and she's just conspired with you know others to kind of sway the world for the Dark One. So, you know, I want to know what Rand's decision is really going to be, and then we have Perrin, who I feel like he and his wife are about to take a trip back to her homeland, and he's going to get berated a little bit by Papa, and then he's going to kind of start to take control of some things. I think we're going to see him come out as a major player. The The one player that really kind of confuses me a little bit is what Matt is going to become. Like, we see him with a medallion and a staff, and then he's just kind of tagging along with Rand. And this isn't as regal of an image as I, I thought we'd have of Matt by now. So, you know, okay. and not necessarily predictions, but just more and more questions. So, thank you, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna be a little delayed here hopefully i don't talk over somebody but uh i'm so on matt he's my favorite character so far and as far as like the storyline i want to follow um really excited to see what he turns into uh remember he, he on his wish list he said he wanted all of his memories back and they were like bam done uh and when that happened i was like all right this isn't just going to be Matt's memories just from this lifetime or the last, you know, couple of months where he's a little foggy, he's going to get everything from every turning of the wheel. And what does that mean for his character development? Um, obviously, it's going to give him, well, not obviously, I, I think that it's going to give him some knowledge that might even put him at odds with Rand or some of the other characters because he just knows more about shit that's happened from the very beginning, right? Or who would be um, a better and advisor? And then also, he could be a better advisor. Um, 
but I, I don't know. That that'd be too simple. I, I I think the way Jordan writes it, maybe it puts him at odds with people. But um, anyways, I'm also excited to see what we learn about the Forsaken because you know initially we're taught as the reader to think that they're all so horrible. Uh, but why would they be? Because even our good guys, there's no purely good people in this book in the way Jordan writes. So why would there be pure evil? Um, I, I think we're going to find out that as we learn more about some of these forsaken or chosen or whatever we're calling them at this point, uh, that maybe there's some good to them or maybe they had good points or whatever Agreed. they did to fuck up the world. Um, maybe some, some of them had good intentions and maybe still have a good plan to fix it. So uh, obviously we have a shit ton of books in front of us. It, it's not as simple as there's the good guys, there's the bad guys. All right, everybody fight. It's going to be much more complex than that. So um, I'm excited for the twists and turns that are obviously going to be there. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's move right into the I just learned oh, when. Go for it. Oh, I just want to say, I just learned doing a video chat with people that are uh, first-time readers that I can't even make facial expressions without... Oh, yes, you can, big boy. ...doing spoilers. <laughs> we love your facial like, expressions. Yes, you can. You guys are doing your predictions, and I'm just like, I'm just going to look Do at it. the ground. Stone face. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> Give me some more. So quick ground rules, obviously no spoilers, correct? Correct. If you give spoilers, you have to mix in enough. Uh, a couple, here and there. <laughs> you have to mix in enough like, false. If, if I get spoilers, what? You just have to, you have to mix it up with a ton of stuff that's just... Right, either way. It's just uh, red herrings everywhere. Uh, just just put, put put false stuff in there. And then... Oh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll pull my dick out. Fine. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's kind of right. fishy. Flash the camera yeah, and we'll yeah, be so distracted. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> we, we won't hear a thing. Um, so yeah, so let's get let's get right into the prologue. Uh, so the first sparks to fall. Uh, the symbol is the wheel of time symbol, uh, and we start with the prophecy. Um, and I didn't write it down because it was too long. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about it or something. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the thing that was too exhausting. Well, I to don't write have the book down. in front of me. I can go get it. It's just in the other room. <laughs> I got it. I got it. With his coming, are the if, John, if you went to go get it, are you going to read the whole thing? The I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing. The, oh. the tides of men run out and the hours dwindle. The wall is pierced and the veil of parting raised. Storms rumble beyond the horizon and the fires of heavens purge the earth. There is no salvation without destruction. No hopes this side of death. Fragments from the prophecies of the dragon believe translated by Indalia. I'm not going to even try. First yeah, Maiden and Swordfast to Raiden, so on and so forth. So, like, yeah, but yeah. reading this makes me feel like we're about to get hit by meteorites, like fire from the fire from the sky, like, you know, or we have the Dark One finally, like, making No, it. man-made. Yeah. Nuclear holocaust. That, you know what? Population that right control. there... Because we now know that we're like in the future Someone beyond our reset future. button on Earth. I think you might be right. Ian. Yeah, it could be like a nuclear holocaust. That's our bail fire. It's just nuclear something yeah. or another. Okay. One of the things I have always loved about the prophecies. Someone, someone finger blasted the shit out of the, Earth. Yeah, that too. I cannot ever, <laughs> ever get past that. Like, I'll be honest. But no, just the amount of like portentousness that's put into it. Like it. it it really just lends weight to everything, right? Like, literally right here, you know, the first chapter is called The First Sparks, right? The book is called The Fires of Heaven. This piece of the little prophecy has reference to fires of heaven purging the earth. 
I love the, you know, again, it's infinitely obvious now that we're all, you know, most of us have read the books, that kind of thing of like, but just, I just think it's a 100% just kind of cohesive, coherent narrative of making its own internal structure work. I fucking love it. Uh, I think I'm going to read it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> for like 30 years. <laughs> More than once. Yeah, maybe, maybe. 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 Disturbingly a long about it. I was just going to say, just as an aside, like, Ian meet Jono, Jono meet Ian, you are each other and, and, and our separate awesome. podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I love Your it. Dick jokes I felt the connection right Better be that. of the lowest. <laughs> yeah. That's called docking. <laughs> yeah. I thought you did, Ian. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't have then... anything to say after Jono said that's called docking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to Elida. Um, <laughs> there's a good. Um, uh, good segue. Um, docking to Elida. Um, Elida's in her office. Yeah, uh, and she is. She gets no respect. Uh, so, guys, take it away. What do you guys think about the scene? And Ian, oh, your video got disabled again. I was gonna say because you're so delayed. Um, if you just want to raise your hand when you're ready to talk, we can all shut up. But now we can't see you, so I don't know what to do. Just start talking. We'll shut up. Just raise your hand anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't by get no the respect. very first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, little Don Rickles. This very first scene really sets Elida <laughs> up. Like I can see in my mind just the pompous arrogance as she sits there and like strokes the stole. And in my mind, I'm like, "What did you really gain? Like in the way you did this coup, and the way it was set up with all the turmoil yeah. already happening around you? Did you really gain anything more than issues?" Like, a smarter person would have allowed our last individual, our last Amberlynn seat, to kind of get things back on track. Not enough to make her, like, an excitable character, but enough to say, all right, I'm walking in without so much turmoil. I'm walking in where we're kind of at ease. But instead, she, like, takes over. And I understand, it's easier to take over power when you know, the person in charge is being looked upon very heavily as a disappointment. But she really did herself a disservice because she had so much power within the Red and she had so much power over the Amelin seat in regards to, you know, respect and she had power over a queen and she, she had all of this control and now she's in a position where it doesn't look like she has much at all because she owes so many favors, kind of like our typical politicians these days. So... Yeah, I really, I hate that for her. She's also taking this moment to like to seize power back, though, from the from the her subordinates. Yeah, but I still feel like she's trying to seize that power power. back. I I don't know she's gonna be that effective. Hmm. Uh, I I mean, I I think that you guys are both right in that to a certain extent. uh, You know, Chris, as you were saying, kind of if you've given that many favors to get where you are you have to kind of you know pay them back or i guess i guess if you've taken that many favors you have to give them back and you know do you really feel like like there's also a maxim that kind of says if i have to tell you i'm the fucking you know amirlin then i've already you know diminished my power by saying so right if i tell you i'm the one in charge here then you're already well you're a dumb dick Uh, like you know no one fucking trusts that guy who has to like like you know self-certify um, mm-hmm. And, you know, she spends the entire chapter pretty much just at a fucking simmer while going nowhere. Especially entertaining, considering what, 
you know, Peyton Fane, and again, not to get there, but Peyton Fane literally looks at her and goes, oh, this bitch is so much easier to break than her predecessor who was just a strong woman. Yeah. Like, like, this is where hardness... Well, she's easy to break, but not easy yeah. to bend. It's like that, and that's an ideal woman. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to to Chris's point about uh, the similarities with you know current political leaders, uh, and this has been going on for a while, so I'm not pointing fingers at anyone in particular right now. Oh, uh, but you also have there's one little blip here where she's like blaming all of her problems on Swan, on the the previous Amberlin. It's like she gets in there and everything that's going wrong. She's like everything that's going on right right now. I could blame on the yeah. last person. And it's all yeah, it's fault. fascinating. Uh, that's such a weak, weak way yeah. to lead. Yeah, and it makes me wonder how long will she hold her shawl? Yeah, <laughs> that's way better. This is uh, something that I find in in Robert Jordan's writing in general. But this this <laughs> this description of Elida was adorable. Was a uh, that she could be beautiful, but if you look twice. Yeah. <laughs> Her stern face doesn't go away, <laughs> and therefore she's not. So Lady has a resting bitch face at all. Constant RBF, yeah. <laughs> I think yes. it's beyond. Just the the good, weirdest, good longest far, way of far being from like, good. she looks like a bitch all the time. Yeah, it's just bitch face. It's not resting. She'd yeah. be really pretty if she wasn't so angry. It's a lot going on there. It's really close to oh, Robert Jordan just being like, you'd be pretty if you'd If I wasn't ugly, I'd be handsome. <laughs> not good. Yeah, no, well, no. You know, which obviously brings us. I'd be in great like shape if it wasn't for this extra twenty pounds. Else, he said something like, "Like, well, she could be pretty, but she's well, just not at all." Ian, one more time. I don't know how much you guys know about. Kind he should have just said, "Bless her heart." Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's very southern. I, uh, I don't know how much you guys know about Robert Jordan's uh, wife, right? But they're all female characters are based upon her. And I feel like at this point, they were probably going through a little bit of a sexual lull. And, uh, you know, like, honestly, Harriet, who we love dearly and has been on our show, uh, he was trying to tell her, just just give me a smile. Give me anything to really kind of <laughs> oh, God. help me. Uh, and, you know, her response was just this. She said, I have read through three manuscripts. You've ruined me. Now when I think of Lanfear's boobies, I'm going to think of You've... Harriet's face. <laughs> no offense to Harriet, but that's just not the picture Thanks. I want. I love uh... No, it's a compliment to Harriet. Harriet loves that. i got to get out of here. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Tom, you, you will not ruin Tom and I are like, we're going to sign off now. <laughs> so Harriet comes back on our show sometime. In the I will forge ahead. Yes. Yeah, we know you will. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, also, there's some rumors going around. Um, let's see. Uh, the Blight's Quiet. Tame's ex- uh, Taim has escaped. Um, anything about that you guys think about? The other false dragon? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I, you know, don't let me monopolize. Uh, I didn't even roll a very good picture. Jonah, go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's a lot going on here that's important both uh, like all of it's situationally important, and also kind of just—it's a wonderful gaze of what the yeah, you know, I'm mean, like the I said I do right, like you know to sit there and like foment rumors and move pieces on a chessboard, but at the same time the pieces that yeah. are here, there's very like almost everything mentioned has some importance. Whether it's a dumb sitter that you don't think is important. Maybe she did something important earlier. Maybe she did something later. Like, literally every one of these characters named 
is going to be important. And that's all you need to know. All I'm saying is that actually every single one of them is a forsaken. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, when we go through stuff like this, you make a quick mental note of like yeah. names and like okay, just kind of remember it, and eventually it will become important. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing I pulled out of here, oh, a couple of infighting in China, that treaty, and I, I still don't have it pegged in, in my mind exactly what closet or what's going on. And, and I also uh, like they they put more emphasis just that I yeah. I aren't really this cohesive unit, and where do you need that? But the way the different Ajas communicate, and they all have their own messages throughout, and how the yellow suck at it apparently. Um, it just it house divided, and now you have poor leadership. I mean, we're at a tipping point where the Aes Sedai's we know, but in the White Towers, is it's going to collapse. There, there's no way it could sustain itself. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you if you definitely take a look at it, you you have Elida who has her secrets, and you know that's the job of Amalinci is to hold some of it close and to deal with things where the others do not know. But what's concerning is exactly what she said, Ian. There are missing pieces. There were no blues at the meeting. There were very few of the other colors represented, like the greens and the yellows. Uh, you could see, like you said, the discourse between the different groups. And you have the Emlyn who's like, we need to focus on getting these people back. We need to, you know, regain control of our sisters. Like, you know, here we have what's supposed to be considered a sisterhood. And you have these factions that are supposed to be helping for the greater good of the world. And yet, she's talking about control. And I don't think control is necessarily the answer here. Yeah, I I mean, they're just running and going. No, no, King. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's shitty leadership 101. Uh, yeah. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Tom, you had some yeah. thoughts. I. I don't know how to do this without saying bad things. <laughs> you can sit back and listen because I, I have more statements to make. Like the the fact that we're still entertaining false dragons. Uh, I mean, I can like yeah. Go for it. It's hard. It's it's I, That's hard. What she said. Like maybe put myself in the sh- like try to put myself back. That's what she the said. First time I read it, I guess uh, it seems like Aleda is yeah definitely setting herself up to be the worst leader of the White Tower of all time in space. Uh, yeah. And then... And her reaction is just like dull out punishments. So. Really petty stuff. Not, I mean, it's not... Yeah, and that's how she that's... gets them in line, Alan. But the people that yeah. supported her to become a Maryland in the first place... And then, I guess... I, I'm cu- I was curious, like, skimming back through this again, like... How did she How did she get here in the first place? Like, she got set up, and then... You know, they're having the meeting, and they're ignoring her, and she's like, not the first time this has happened. And I'm just like, Why? And that's, that's of all the things, you know, even knowing what we know that comes later, it really doesn't make sense that she'd be passed over that many times, right? Like, there's some things that happen, right? But at the same time, Elida is Elida, for better or worse. Like, she is a very consistent fucking character. The T being silent there and consistent. And, uh, like, so she's never <laughs> What you read of her in book one is what you see of her through like, her narrative. So, so and that's where my question comes in. Like, how yeah. many favors did she deal out where she feels like she has to stifle herself a little bit? And then, why again, why are you continuing to entertain this story of the false dragons? Like, I understand it's the job 
of the eyes to die to kind of stamp out men yeah. that can channel but we now have an actual dragon we need to put our focuses where it should be a hundred percent i know she's doing that on the back end of things but i think that's just more or less a distractive strategy that she should not bother with i, I think mean that's what's gonna i think at this point she's grasping for straws to take some sort of and get because she's she doesn't have a lot of power now this opens up where everybody else is just talking to make decisions with she needs to pick something and try to unite them and get them to listen to her. So, uh, well, life is, uh, we'll she's see. always tried to be at the center of power, right? Like, have they? <sighs> All right. <laughs> I mean, there's a. There's a reason she's she was in Camlin. Have they talked about that at all? Like her reasoning for being there is more Gates' advice no. rather than being in the White Tower. Uh, not him. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I don't think that's a little a bit here. They they printed about how so we more Gates to... wanted to take over in Carian or something. So there was a plan and... to do it. All right. So we we haven't really gotten to obviously you know a lot of get, get right man there. Yeah. Her motivation, yeah. um, yeah. I guess, not su- a super spoiler. So, I'm but, not gonna, yeah. but I'm not gonna say it. But like, um, I think she's just power hungry in in a Go way. Ahead, but we also know she's got the foretelling, right? And mm. you know, it, so she's seen something, right? That's good enough. Um, I I, I, uh, I do it. like how she's uh, how she kind of forcibly refocuses their uh, tasks, so to yes. speak. Like she's just like. Hey, we're we're focused on these several things. This is all bullshit. We need to be focused on the Dragon Reborn. He's real and he's here. Well, and that was you know, the same kind of thing. And that was next. a kind of a. So aside from the like doling out punishment part to assert her power, she is at she is at the same time, whether right or wrong, still trying to say, hey, what's important is that the dragon has been been reborn and it's this guy and we need yeah. to focus on him and I want fucking, you know, like action plans for the next time we meet you yeah know, so to speak so like I, I was we keep getting on a line but that's because we're literally like as we're talking only on page three where we're seeing her being passed over in the conversations literally <laughs> being driven by Avirian. but as soon as she decides classic twatcast we're only on, on page three <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as she decides to flip the switch, like she, she realizes, all right, I have this group of women. I want to see, really, I think it's more or less also a leadership strategy. I'm going to listen. I'm going to see where they're going to drive the conversation first before I redirect. So yeah. and we see this a lot, especially in education, where nobody wants to actually take charge and they want to be able to pass the buck. You know, you let the person who thinks they're the smartest in the room give all the answers. That way they're, they have to be responsible for what they're saying so she's like all right i'm going to let them speak and i'm going to see if they touch on the things that i find are important or are they going to skirt around the actualities like they keep going back to the false dragon knowing that there's an actual dragon out there they go back to the fact that this false dragon escaped knowing that a few other people escaped that are going to be worse enemies to them aka we have uh Oh, her name just left my mind that fast. Our previous Amberlyn, Swan, and we also have um, members of the royal court disappear. And then we have the last false dragon disappear literally from under our noses. Who gives a damn about the guy that's like thousands of miles away who got away? What about the one that was literally locked up, you know, 10 floors down 
like where are these people so that goes to what you're saying joe she does take the time mm -hmm. to refocus them and she's like all right now that we've gotten through what you guys think is important and we see that one of you is trying to drive my show let me redirect you and let me set things clear i'm the one in charge and this is my directive yeah. what are you going to do about it and it's like if i don't start hearing that you've done something productive in regards to the things that i want done you're gonna go scrub pots like you're gonna be clean. yeah she even thinks in her mind like i'm gonna use this person as an example and if that doesn't work i'll use this person as an example and she just keeps going down the list like she's in this moment writing the ship so to speak yes yeah, so my favorite nothing touched her face but her eyes <clears throat> smoldered the matter of the armies this that and the other like everything just continued to make her more and more and more upset so I like the fact that she's able to kind of keep calm under the pressure. But is she really is allowing this conversation to go where it's going productive would be my question. You guys seem impressed with her management style. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can't. Really fucking high. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will let anyone else go before me. All right, I'll I'll go say, I think it's a really oh, good way to lead, especially we know there's a house divided. To, to try and constantly putting people using the rod instead of carry it. Uh, eventually, these divisions within the tower, within the Asha, are just going to grow stronger, receiving more hatred towards her and towards the position itself. I don't experience when you get commanders that act that way, that just come in and want to crack the whip. It works for a very short period of time. Well, I love this. So, Jordan goes on page four to five. He quite literally, the ambulance study sat only a few levels up in the white tower yet this room was the heart of the tower surely the tower itself the color of bleach bone was the heart of the great island of the city tarvalon cradled in the river Arinan. the tarvalon was or should be the heart of the world and the room spoke of the power wielded by the long line of women who occupied it floors of polished redstone from the mountains of the mist tall fireplaces of golden candor marble walls <clears throat> paneled in pale Oddly striped wood, marvelous carved with unknown birds and beasts more than a thousand years ago. Stones like glittering pearls framed the tall arched windows and led onto the balcony overlooked the Amelie's private garden. And the only stone like it known, salvaged from a nameless city, swallowed by the sea of storms during the breaking of the world, a room of power, a reflection of the Amelins, who had made the thrones dance to their calling for nearly three thousand years, and they did not even ask her opinion. Hmm. I think what you just hit there, like both, like it's almost like top to bottom, what the fuck the issue here is, right? Like, like, right? Like, what's for years and you know, literally thirty centuries, uh, that is the right assumption, right? That I, as the Maryland Street seat, I am number one minus a little bit of time when some people like Archer Hawkwind was in charge. I'm number one. But that time is out the fucking window now, right? The Dragon Reborn's here. Everything's, things will be broken. That's literally like five or six different prophecies at the beginning and ending of every book. Uh, so, you know, get your fucking head out of your ass, lady. Like, no matter what you think about your lofty station, which is indeed the highest of all rulers, uh, this dude is here to save the world. Now, obviously, she assumes certain, as you know, assumptions about how the world will be saved and that's fine but he's still here to do that and i think that like there's just this bizarre unnecessarily head up your ass kind of 
we have been in charge of the world for 3,000 years and therefore we will continue to be. Despite the fact that, well, 3,000 years out of the entire turning of the wheel is clearly not that much, right? That's why we don't remember our own past lives. That's why, you know, memory turns to legend, turns to myth, turns to whatever the fuck. Because 3,000 years isn't that much. So something has to be reset. Something has to say that you are not the lady in charge. Your name's not fucking here and, you know, in gilded lights. So it doesn't say twat Joe. It says, oh, it does say twat Joe. Uh, it doesn't say Elida. It says the Dragon Reborn. That No one gives a fuck about twat Joe. No one cares about Elida Merlin. People do care about the top, though. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, if you look at human history in, in our world, not in the book, um, I mean, yeah. how many of these greats were about to collapse where they did? They, they probably thought they were at their strongest. And when it started slipping, they tried to use their power. It's just fell apart. You know, so that that's kind of what we're no, I think you're, you're exactly right. Uh, that's right. And, and the way Jordan writes, Chris, if you if you go back to what you just read, um, it, you know, how in the beginning, we were talking about the, the Game of Thrones comparison. We were worried that like they would just keep offing characters. And Jordan doesn't necessarily do that, but he'll build pressed by something just to, like, tear it down, demolish it years later. So he's writing all this stuff in the prologue here about the history of it and all these great ambulance before and everything. And where I'm sitting, I'm just going, oh, well, Jordan's building this up in about three chapters. This shit's. Yeah. Again, and I hate to interrupt, just stop me whenever, but if you notice, there's two paintings she has, right? She's got a triptych of Bonwin who was Stop. the last Redijana who was in charge. Uh, and this was during the time of Manethlin, so literally 2,000 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, God, what a... Yeah. yeah. So, like, like, 2,000 years ago, Bonwin was the Stop one... me whenever. Stop. Yeah. Well, is that, that's what you're being alluded to. Right? I'm, I'm, ca- I'm kidding, Donna. Keep, keep going. Oh, you fucking dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, 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 real, real fast... Also, real fast, just because E does have a delay, for my editing purposes, let me see what the timestamp is. All right, we're about one minute, eight seconds, eight minutes, one hour, eight minutes. So, if everybody in the count of three can clap, that'll make editing so much easier. So, I'm going to count the threes. Right. One, but, two, but three, yeah, clap. The and then I can three. just move Ian's track. You idiots. Over, so. And then he said one, two, three, clap. All right, ready, ready. All right, ready, ready. All right, here we go. Here we go. One, two, three. 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 Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. We're all horrible. One, two, one, two three, clap. All right, ready. Three, two, one. Two, three. I think Ian's right with this. Thing. Joe, were you Joe, were you fucking around on purpose? One, two, three. Never mind. Never mind. Wait, One, wait two, what if we clap all? Damn it! I, I'm not ready. <laughs> I think I think Tom's in sync with us though. Can you try three, two, one? Honestly, I think Ian's like right. Hey, for about... editing's sake, how about we do eight thousand claps out of sync? Ah, Alan, if you cut this, I'm gonna be so fucking upset. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, this is fucking it's gold. Point. This goes on the highlight. <laughs> All right, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> this no, this is gonna be the show. All right, let's do it the other way. Three, so, um, two, one. one right, and don't clap. Let's back in. So, um... Shit, I clapped. So, <laughs> where are we? Pat and Fane. Pat and Fane. That's where we are, right? Pat and Fane. Oh my god, I want to talk about Pat and Fane so bad. 
talk about Pat and Fane. Um, let's talk. By about, the way, in the TV show. Let's talk about Pat and Did you guys catch that? Did you guys catch cool. that on the TV show? And Shadow and Charlotte did you catch Fang? Yeah. Uh, the whistle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The whistle? Yeah. That was good. That was crazy, actually. Yeah. I don't know if I like that, per se, but that's a different issue. I, I think I do. I think I do. Uh, well, that's that, 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 some things that didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't shadow before the, ex- the thing should have existed. Well, considering that, I mean, there's a good thing. They cut out Barrelon. They're probably going to cut out Camlin. Like so, the talk of the, the beggar that's following them around. Like they can't put that into the show. So if they don't have like a wizard, yeah. Or so something... they have the, this other aspect. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. So look, he's just yeah. a real whistly. Guy. So anyway, Pat of Fane. Pat of Fane. <laughs> he's a real whistly guy. <laughs> um. Either of you guys first. I mean, who haven't read it? Like, I want to know your thoughts on, like, at this point, your thoughts on Peyton Thane. Obviously, he dies the next chapter, so you know, like, I want to see. What I mean, thinks. yeah, everyone knows that he dies the next chapter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, except for Chris and Ian. Guys, he's got his hands. Well, in I don't know. He's he's the most he's the most evil of the characters we've run into. Like, if I know I said earlier, you can't paint somebody totally evil, totally good, but everything about him is binge evil so far and everything can. he yeah. touches is getting yeah. all fucked up so yeah i don't like him yeah, he's pure Ian, i actually love that perspective because uh the i mean no spoilers uh, twatcast has ranted for years that Patton fan wasn't handled well in the end of the books well that's a spoiler <laughs> i mean I love it's loosely when yeah. i thought he did in three chapters girl that introduced him I just said. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. In the end of the books, he's not next there because he died in three chapters. No, two, two. He said so, um, next chapter. He had been surprised to find a light on the ambulance seat. Better than what he expected, though. In many ways, she was not so tough. He had heard as the woman who had worn the stole before her. Harder, yes, and more cruel, but more brittle too. More difficult to bend, likely, but easier to break. If either became necessary. To that earlier. We did. Uh, in terms I, of Elida. I, I think, you know, it kind of points to looking mm. back at, you know, the last couple of pages where she has to literally go off on her subjects to get them to realize the importance of what is going on. Taking a step back, she literally looks at the crowd of people in her office and says, look at those paintings. You have a farm boy who is now the dragon. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Do you not realize that there's a man who is going to break the world if we do not get this under control? And you want to sit here and talk about everything else going on. She is already on the edge. Mentally, she's probably physically exhausted. You know, she's running around a million miles a minute but it's also one's fault. to correct the paths of all these different colors. And it, well, yeah, <laughs> she's pointing at Swallow. Yeah, this, this is your fault. But you know, at the end of the day, Fane, real, uh, Pat and Fane realizes I might not be able to bend her to my will, but I can break her to the point to where she won't be an object. Like I won't have to worry about the eyes to die at all if I don't want to. I think, and I'm curious for the first time readers. So I don't think there's a chance in a million years that. Fane gets within a mile of Swan without her realizing what he is. Moraine realized what he was mm-hmm. immediately uh, in the first book. Yeah. And then 
that kind of brings up the question, like, how far up is Alayda's head up her own ass that she doesn't even recognize this guy for what he is? Like, well, pure I fucking think evil. she yeah. recognizes what he is, but feels like she has the ability to manipulate yeah, she, him. Yeah, she's so... Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, Chris. Like, mm-hmm. narcissistic that she... I mean, well, she doesn't recognize him as evil. Miranda's, what, immediately, right? Like, yeah, they yeah, bring yeah. him in the like, room at Faldara, and she's like, oh my god, I can't even come within a mile of this guy. He's fucking no, evil like, as shit. I don't even want to touch him. Well, at that point, he smelled like shit, too. I mean, it, no one... So what does that say like about... Shielding that? Yeah. I don't know. I just wonder what it says about Alayda's personality, that she's uh, not recognizing this. No, I, I think that that's a very fantastic point, Tom, is, is that like there's a certain amount of... like There are many, many good eyes to die, whether, you know, red, blue, yellow, green, name all the Ajahs, but the amount of hubris that... That Elida has, I think, has almost blinded her. And instead of recognizing the yellow, brown, thank you for thank you for all this. Instead of recognizing them for what they are or for what he is, her response is, "I am strong. I am tough. I can take care of this shit." Which we'll we'll see whether or not that's right. Spoiler, maybe not. Uh, But you know, I I I think that that like her hubris is so ever present. And her sternness is so self-defining with her issue. Uh, you have to excuse Tom's playing uh, go fetch with his wife, um, and, and, and so I, I think that that's really a very kind of like you've seen her in book one, in book two, in book three, in book four that she has to just be the hardest bitch and not. There's nothing wrong with being a strong woman, but she has to be the hardest bitch, right? Swan Sench is someone who's strong as can be. Uh, Nynaeve, Aguine, these are strong women. Elida is glass. It's it, it, it's you know rigid as can be, but breaks like uh, or malleable, breakable. And, it's it, so it's she, just it's curious that her strongest supporters that got her the Maryland seat, she's punishing, and then pure evil walks into the room. And she's like, I wonder what I can get out of this guy. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to suck this guy's dick. What's up? <laughs> Yeah. But, so we, can be we don't know. We don't know. Really, all of the Aes Sedai are a little bit full of themselves because they, all these Aes Sedai believe that they can tr- can control the Dragon Reborn, who are powerful in their lifetime. So if they're convinced they can come up with a plan to reborn, then fuck Pat and Fane. Yeah, I can move this pawn around. No big deal. Yeah. So they're. It's a fascinating thing. They have no idea what they're getting into at this point. They're they get caught off guard. Yeah, Chris, you were gonna say something. No, I, I think I'm in agreement there with that that thought. They are all kind of at that level where they assume more than what they actually are. And, you know, her lack of malleability, her inability to actually do the bending, I think it, it's going to definitely destroy her in the end. And I keep saying that I'm going to keep coming back to it. I don't think she's going to have, you know, control very long. I know way back a couple of books ago, we had this image of her, you know, really trying to um, still the others. I, I think, you know, reading along, Padden Fane's thought is like, if we can take control of some of the others around Rand, then we could potentially take control of him. And so I realized that her priorities may switch to that divisiveness. Maybe we can grab a hold of one of the girls or one of the guys 
and remove like them from this. play, which we know is the ultimate goal of the Dark Ones in general. If we can get rid of one of the pegs of the stools, then they all collapse. Yeah. So Pat and Fane is definitely looking for, you know, a couple of different variables of attack. Like he's now manipulated the White Cloaks to go after Perrin. Yeah. He's trying to manipulate her. Now, to what end? Is she going to be the? Is she going to try to call back Egwene, Nynaeve, and Elaine to try to manipulate them, knowing that she has a hold on Elaine already? Like, is she going to take control of that cohort and try to break it down and change their minds in regards to Rand, or will she be the one to go after Matt? I kind of think a little bit less about the Matt because Matt's asked to be like removed from the clutches of the Aes Sedai. And, you know, his wishes were granted. So, you know, I can see her really kind of putting a hit out or calling back Elaine and the crew at some point in time or, like, them coming back free will not knowing what's happened and then her attempting to steal them or just really attempting to use her influence on Elaine to say, hey, we really need to bring Rand in for his own protection. And then, you know, she brings him in and Pat and Fane's, like, right there to exact his revenge. And, you know, we know he's also after the dagger, and we know it's literally rooms beneath him. So maybe he manipulates her in a way where he gets the power he needs to then do what he wants to do. Yeah, and this is the first time he claims himself as more deaf, too. I know we've already, yeah, we've already said that in previous episodes. That these guys called that very long time ago. Yeah. But this is the he first time he actually said. physically names himself. This whole scenario just reminds me this Camaro, and I was in my Jeep. And I just put pretty fives on there. And instead of going for the, the Rubicon rear axle that's more flexible, it gives it had a rigid axle. And that's not very conducive to drop in the clutch. And I immediately, the axle, rear tires fell off. And Alan just puttered past me at five miles an hour going, gotcha, bitch. And he. <laughs> that thing was a bitch to me to the side of the road when you lost the tire. I mean, he lost the axle. So, like, the, the, the rear tire actually fell off. I mean, like, literally, it snapped the axle, the tire fell off. Yeah. So then we had to, like, all of us get around one side of the Jeep and like try to move it yeah, off no, the road. I'm a Jewish. Don't risk to let the Jeep Ian. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I beat it with a Camaro versus well, a Jeep. So we get to the next BMW chapter. Yeah, let's go to the most fun part of this whole entire chapter. I don't know. How did Pat and Fane wrap up, though? How does that end? Just excited and angry to be there with Elida and just couldn't be more excited for what the fuck is going to do. Yeah, it ends um, up with Pat and Fane jerking all through his pocket. Yeah, he's yeah, just seen with that. Uh, it, it he just like, hides it, behind it, a tapestry. Yeah, thinking about the dagger. Uh, thinking about the dagger and, and keeping her alive, actually. Yeah, and jerking off. Enough, keep you alive. Real, it, it's important he knows that the horn is there, too. Um, so she's, uh, he's a retentive killer. So, you know, but anyway. Um, he's very aware. Yeah, just sexually, he's a very aware man. He's got those sensors out. Uh, so Raven POV or Rothen, depending on how, how you, you call it. I was saying Raven in my mind. How, how is it pronounced in the world? It's that's so Raven. That's so Raven. That's Robin. That's so Rob. <laughs> it's so Robin. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see how they pronounce that on the show. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can Robin. see the man because I do this all the time too when I'm watching my fiance get dressed. Just like kick back, legs up. Yeah. Watching her her move. I'm like, huh. Pressure yeah. Robin, like Gaston from. Robin <laughs> smiled as the woman standing before the fireplace repeated what he had told her. I wonder what he told her to do. Giggity. 
I wonder what he told oh. her to do. Look oh. at me. I want to see your eyes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. He thinks of actually killing her, too. Like, he's kind of like a little dark and twisted. Um, a forsaken? Yeah. He's a forsaken. That's I what they do. I think about that every time I see him. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Forsaken. Um, the choosy. <laughs> chosen. Yeah. Um, I guess if you're lazy enough, and you just get everything you want because you can use compulsion, like, even using compulsion might seem like a lot of work. Like, eh, I've done this once and then I can do it again. It, it, it is a, a fascinating like, like viewpoint into like a not quite omnipotence, but like quasi omnipotence of just like Jesus so, Christ, I don't want to fucking deal with you twice. I want you to do what I want every time. Fuck you. Like so, it's so just spe- so dismissive. Yeah. Well, speaking of like dark friends and that kind of stuff, they always call me a dark friend. And on Discord, I'm Dark Friend Allen. That's one of my profiles. And when I started the Discord, I needed to sign a role to Eden Chris. I needed to make them a role so I could customize their permissions. So I made them chosen is their role on uh, Discord. Yeah. Good job. Uh, without them knowing. You're Just so, because they had no idea, what, they had no idea what that meant. It must have seemed so nice. Good job, Alan. I chosen. like that. Like, he chose us. selected. Well, I got him back because I, I said Alan is Godwin, so apparently that's offensive. It really is. <laughs> I, I, I like Gawain. What the fuck? Yeah. So... So Until his brains leaked out, then he was a complete <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so let's talk about this opening scene. So compulsion is going everywhere. Uh, Robin is compulsing, a, uh, compelling a girl, compelling a lord. He's doing all sorts of compelling everywhere and just uh, forcing people to do his bidding. What are your initial thoughts? It's, of- it's compulsing. Compulsing. Alan. Compelling. Compulsing. Compulsing. I feel compelled. It's no, it's, it's compulsing. I think it's interesting how they all, a compelling story. they all use it so yeah. willingly. <laughs> They all use it so quickly, and they all use it so easily, male or female. They're all using compulsion to control those around them. It's like, did they ever have any innate ability to lead to begin with? Or do they all have like this low self-confidence and low self-esteem to the point where they feel like, I have to manipulate people through the power to make, get them to do what I want them to do? I I kind of love the irony that compulsion is almost compulsory for the Forsaken, right? Like like the idea that, yeah, yeah, the power of their own bullshit compels them. Like I think that's yeah. kind of an interesting. They're compulsed. Idea. Yeah. yeah. In my mind, they were the science nerds that everybody ignored, and then the explosion <laughs> happened, and they got all the power, and it was like, hey, now you have to listen to me. You will listen. And they recreated their image based on what they always thought they looked like because people had to see them as that. And uh, you're you're not that. wrong. Like, well, presumably you're not wrong, at least for a few of them, right? I mean, like, Lanfear yeah. has always been sexy. <laughs> well, we don't uh, know that. How do we don't know? Like, she, she could have remade her body using the power. Like, we don't know. She's a shapeshifter. Yeah, we She's know. actually hideous. Because lose their... I mean, you know right now, that. Chris, from, from pers- the perspective of Robin, like, you, you know it right now because he's like she's as beautiful as i am handsome yeah you know <laughs> and then he's like grendel grendel's grendel's attractive but not yeah, in a room with lanterns yeah they just they use the compulsion to show how evil he is because yeah. it's one of the three forbidden curses that's yeah true, that's true yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then after they have yeah, sex yeah. they use the forgetticus <laughs> yeah it's a it's a vada kedavra yeah. compulsation <laughs> yeah uh, but I will say this: maybe some of them are more subtle than they appear. 
I don't even know what you mean. You're trying not to spoil things. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Maybe some. Yeah. Oh, literally, any of them could have been more subtle. I think that the thing is that they're always yeah. they're so yeah. fucking. Maybe like they always right. pretend that they're such shitheads that maybe they're not. Who do you guys? Maybe, you, fact, one of them is Rand's father. That's not right. Who do, you, uh, who, do you, who do you guys like the most out of oh. these uh, four Forsaken that we see as first-time readers? Like, who are you most? <laughs> That's actually about? an excellent question, yeah. Tom. That's a good question. Grendel? Yeah, Robin, Robin, Grendel. Not you, John. I'm still in Landfear's corner. I, I, I feel like in, in this, in this turning, in this turning, Rand are finally going to hook up, and that's all the other ones, and that's that's what's going to save the your, your your fiance, your fiance. I like so your fiance. Just keep doing it. I was really Grendel. wondering how many times that was going to happen. Grendel. Grendel. I mean, because he like he's a G. He earned his scar and he kept it. It It's like the minute he got it, he could have gotten rid of it. But he wanted constant. Yeah, he wanted that constant reminder of his goal. I like somebody that's very driven by his purpose, and his purpose is to like end loose there and and become one of the top forsaken or chosen, whichever word you prefer to use. And he well, forsaken let, if you're not a dark friend. Yeah, but I mean, it, but the thing is, that, like, he he's about his word and he's about his mission, and he kept that reminder, so he kind of humbles himself too with it. So, you know, whether any of that's true or not, I don't know. Really, haven't really hit much of him, but I'm gonna take him that way. That's that's my image of him at the moment. Yeah. yeah, I could have you used uh, that antibiotic ointment they gave yeah. me, but I, I want to be constantly reminded of that trip to Grenada, so I just right across the face. It's like that little that slight, that, that little slight tingling in the piss every time, you know. It's just... <laughs> and an STD from that, I got an STD from that one prostitute in that one place, but I'm not going to take the antibiotics because I'm going to fuck a much hotter prostitute later. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Alan, something happened in Discord and everybody oh, logged off. What? Uh, viewership is down. And then Land uh, yeah. pops in out of nowhere. Like, oh, yeah. Anyway. And he was drawing the power, and, you know, she couldn't feel him, but she knew it was there. Right. Interesting that they like. Yeah. Right. He feels a tingling. It is he does feel a tingling. He feels a little tingling. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It does say that. I feel a little tingling yeah. every Here too, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that cast. It, it sounds like you're singing, saying tingling. <laughs> and I, I can't get past it. <laughs> and, and we learn a few things about male forsaken here. You know, one of the big questions is is well, why isn't the the taint affect them? You know, if they do channel the male half of the source, and it says the oaths that they take to the dark one protect them from it. So that's the reason why they can use the power without going mad. Well, of course they might already be mad, but that's up for interpretation. Um, and then also you point out that um, the- like, that's why. I- these Forsaken chapters to me are some of my favorite pieces. Like even if they're not like a full chapter chapter, like right, they come out little pieces of whatever the fuck, often in prologues. They're fascinating though. They give so much hints to what the hell's happening, right? And you know, I've read the books a few more times than I probably should have, disturbingly so. But like 
like you know chris ian like I, when you guys read it like is it as to me it's like rich with what the fuck's gonna happen like does it like what does it feel like for you guys is it just kind of almost i don't know or is it like a fascinating kind of like this like, is the thick of it this is expanding on my thought before that the Forsaken are, from the reader perspective, just misunderstood. And I don't want to just yeah. keep saying the same thing over and over again, but I feel like as we dive into some of these characters, we're going to maybe as a reader grow to like them and understand them and be like, oh, I get it. So there, there's there's layers. They're like an onion. you got to peel back the layers. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I definitely agree with your frame of thought in regards to the fact that you get a lot of Rick rich development both in the setting and in the characters and i think that's one of the the key points that i use to sell the yeah. books when i'm talking to somebody is you will literally read a page and feel like you've read a novel like you can become mentally and emotionally at some points tired from just a couple of pages of this book because you're hit with so much information at one time that to process this information appropriately you have to either a invest a lot of time in it b really be looking for something or c have a few rereads or a few re-listens at one time like i'm invested because i get on this podcast and i want to actually be able to talk about it yeah. um ian on the other hand is one of these individuals who's invested but then he also goes back and he reads it and he listens and he rereads and he listens again and like for me i would just be so drained because when i'm reading even through the smallest of parts where you get the glimpse of like you guys were discussing earlier how he was like she was as beautiful as he was handsome her dark eyes bottomless pools like that level of detail for the average reader is a lot and so going through this it it was very overwhelming i've never at any point in the read so far felt underwhelmed by the information i got I read a lot of books, and I had moments of books where I just put the book down because I was just bored with it, and then picked it back up because I have to finish. Yeah. So I, I appreciate the writing Moment. style for that. Mm-hmm. And now you're not allowed to go forward. You have to wait until the next episode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we've kind of is... gotten used to the pace. It was it was rough in the beginning. No. Do you guys do you guys feel like you would be? done by now mm-hmm. with the series or yep. would you have tapped we've been doing this for two years <laughs> if something happens where this show gets canceled i leave <laughs> we'll do nothing but read these holy shit you guys have been doing it for two years and you haven't gone past where you are they're only allowed <laughs> yeah, they're only allowed to do <laughs> So much at a time. Like one or two times a week. I want to hit the <laughs> button right now. Like I'm fucking done. Like you guys have done something that's. I, I, I'm I'm fucking speechless. It's painful at times. It's like the I, Seinfeld episode of the contest where you're not allowed to jerk off. Like I have never <laughs> yeah, like, been such a worse procrastinator. I'd be Kramer. I'm out. Until... You guys are played by multiple Josh Hartnett in 40 days and 40 I wait until three hours before we get on and then I listen or I read. I have never been such the procrastinator in my life. And now that my fiance is reading. She's instituted a new rule in the house where TV goes off by 8.30, which is, I've always wanted in my life. This seems but like anti-jerk-off ability, too. Yeah, but yeah. like now... <laughs> it's I, no November, November, man. the book, and Constantly. I like literally are you watching. What are you, you going to do when she passes you? 
can go I first. Won't allow her. Well, he'll nut, So she doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to wait for her to catch up to us, and then I'm going to go, and now we're reading together. Yeah, and now you're oh. the fourth <laughs> member of this podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Boom, you got it. Because yeah. yeah. she, uh, she's been Read it the Boom. case she's reading, and then at some point you're just gonna oh, yeah. snap it and be like, oh, "Hey, guess what? We're back. Fourth because, guest on the podcast." As soon as because now I'm reading again instead of listening, so then she's gonna yeah, get, shut this case down. Deposit back for the wedding. We're doing a chapter a week. Uh, I'm gonna be like, "Here you go. Here's the. Oh wait, we're reading the same chapters now. You need to stop." Hey, real quick, now. literally take that want... paperback you have and split it into sections and just hand her it. Ah, that, that's what seven. I would be. That's what I'd have to ask about the deposit for the wedding. Because I don't, I, were... I don't want to tell you some bad news, but I'm going to tell you some bad news. We've done this shit for 11 years. You don't want to enter this purgatory of bullshit. Um, I love uh, Tom and Joe well, sometimes, but the idea of reading that little for that long is purgatory. Like we, we what did what John, what you're talking about is what Alan's doing to them right now. <laughs> I know. That's what that's, I'm saying. Is you guys let me tell you. Meanwhile, Alan. Like, Alan <laughs> Alan's on his third child. Ian's got children. Like, I'm working on it. Like, this is a good pace for the future. Alan may be working on a full chub every time he fucking, like, you know, just holds you guys back from reading more of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is like how fucking, like, like, you must be devilish to do this that. This is like Sting, Sting level tantric reading. Yeah, this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Ian is taken to reading, rereading, and listening. Like, I prepare. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Big great for my sex life. You know who's never said that? Anyone. Um, uh, but, but other than that, yeah, great books are great for sex. Uh, uh, yeah. Jesus, like, you guys have so, like, impotent, like, yeah. wow. <sighs> infinite sympathy. Yeah. So, going back to the, the ideas in the book, whoa, yeah, trying to read yourself <laughs> made me come. Um, it's like. <laughs> When, when we have this, we have Lanfear not entering. And of course, that, that comes with the tingling of the skin. And we have her right off the bat kind of belittling him like, you know, you were always a pig, but you were never an idiot. Do you realize that the woman you're manipulating is an Aes Sedai? And you're going to let her go. And he's like, I'm not worried about that hoe. Like, we, these are children. She's In comparison to what we're used to. Like, is that a good sentence? These are children? The way he was treating her, probably not. But I mean, it just goes to show that the eyes to die are so far from what they used to be and the lack of knowledge that they have and their ability to quote He even like sneers channel. They're not strong enough to even be allowed outdoors without a keeper. He said they barely scratched the surface with their tricks. Yeah. I mean, we had this idea, especially built up in the first book. Are like I might, and so I will point out one moment of disappointment with Moraine in the TV show. In the book, we had Moraine like lightning and fire, and then growing four times her size. It, yep, had thoughts on that. Yeah, but so mm-hmm. going back to the purpose mm-hmm. of stating it now. Mm-hmm. In the first book, we were like, oh, my God, she's awesome. This is phenomenal. Fast forward to where we are now, two years down the road, and it's like, huh, 
if he thinks that they're just full of tricks, what more are they capable of that we haven't tapped into? And does that is is our our three Tavir and Lady is what we're gonna call them now because you know Ian's got his thoughts on things. Yeah. Are, are these three they're Tavirin. really all that powerful or are they just closer to what I used to be? Hmm. Why do they have to be different? I mean I can't answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. You can? I cannot. Uh, we can. I mean, can. Yeah, we, we can. I mean, yeah, we absolutely can. We can, if you want to. We can leave your friends behind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you can't. You real fast. You cannot. Yeah, whatever. Uh, let's, let's move on. Because I, I, I... Let's keep Let's keep going. Um, I got so, a lot of big yeah. jokes. Yeah, so Lanfear... They, Robin asked Lanfear, like, why are you here? Flata just asked her, and she's like, well, I can't organize a meeting. She's like, between us? It's like, no. And then all of a sudden... A shimmering happens, and and this is the first time we get this word, a gateway. Uh, we haven't heard that term before. Gateways formed, and you see Grendel and both Samuel and Grendel enter. I'm waiting on the moments where like, the spaceships show up, too. I'm waiting on that sci-fi crossover to happen. Oh, that's book six. Or We do know that we're like in the future, in the past, in the future. Like, we've been forward and back and forward because, quite literally, we know it's, like, post-apocalyptic some country, America, even. We joke about the blight being Canada. Um, that could really be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we continuously, we call it the shimmering. Yeah. We've called it, you know, teleporting. Now we have the word gateway. You know, we realize that they're traveling through space and time. Yeah, or is it just through space? Or is but this one's a little different than what Rand did. Um, and so what Rand did is he stepped onto a platform and like went through like a void. This one you can see to where she came from. It's actually like there's a there's no void in between. Like they can look into Grendel's. They, they see everything going on where she came from. Uh, and I mean, I've traveled like those, through space. They call them in Hyperion. Oh, uh, <laughs> now you're gonna make me think. Um, yes, <laughs> the things in Hyperion. Um. In the way that yeah. even the women travel, or is this a different way of traveling that they can all access? Uh, it seems, Rappo? as we see here, pretty obvious that all like because men and women uh, use it. Men and women use it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's different ways of travel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless position we were at, we were working on a space station, and the solar flare came across. Now, is this something that they're using some type of angriel or tangriel to do, or is it a power that? that Rand has yet to learn. Mm. Mm. Interesting yeah. question. Interesting. Yeah, sure. Let's noodle um, on that, everyone that's so, read the oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's... Yeah. yeah. I like that no one responds and gets any ideas. <laughs> I mean, but but uh, but that's a that's a great perspective. Yeah. Yes. So uh, you know what they say. I, I like your yeah. line of deductive <laughs> reasoning. And, and I love the fact that when they all come together, they immediately start throwing insults at each other, too. Like, none of them trust each other at all. And it's just very obvious. There's a you can cut the tension with a knife. Like, it's it, it is, is dysfunctional yeah. family. Yes. I just want to call it family. Yeah. Sure. It's Thanksgiving. I so was the perfect chapter in, for it. Everybody's of, coming together to have a meal and say hi. And <laughs> go ahead again. Instead of being focused on figuring out things we're not going to figure out, like, what are these gateways and everything? All right, it's a mental note. We'll figure out more about it later on. Land fear and her power play here. Um, clearly, she doesn't want all the Forsaken to join force and win the day. 
uh, she just has this select group that she's brought together. Uh, she's even part of what she's trying to sell for the like, Survivor TV show. It's like, hey, um, you know, we could be strong and maybe we could use Rand to knock off some of these other Forsaken that are kind of getting in the way. And she's just, I don't know. I lo- it's not just that in my mind she's smoking hot. Uh, I just like the way she's trying to position everybody against each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, I, I don't know. So she's picked her four. I mean, hashtag interferes boobs, cool. I think. Yeah, I agree yeah, with so. you. Like, she's picked her four mid-level. Right, yeah, that's, I started thinking about her boobs. She and... can bring, <laughs> if she can bring the four of them together and no. bring Rand into the play, they can off the really strong people. And then she can slowly start picking them off with Rand's help. Yeah, it's uh, she's far smarter. Like right, like it's not just let's try to position ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's I'm positioning them in a way that tries to cater to all their interests. And, and you know, we see here, yeah. you know, the two women can handle together, right? Like they may bond. Uh, Samuel's yeah. Raven's trying to grab Raven's fucking uh, or Raven's trying to grab Samuel's elbow to try to do something. You know, who knows? Like you see, I mean, Ian's, Ian's right. Landfair's playing them all. Yeah. But it, I, it, the the idea is like, where, what do you derive from this chapter, this pro- prologue? What do you derive that she's trying to play them towards? I guess. I, well, I mean, she, she flat out says at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, she flat out says at some point. You know, we got to get our shit together because four forsaken are dead, and uh, Asmodian already went to the other side. Yeah. And they chide her then about that, like. What happened with Asmodian? That was that was your fault, wasn't it? Uh, and she's like, you know, you still still have a hard on for Luz Theron, don't you? Uh, it's... it's like Luz Theron's penis. <laughs> exactly. A, um, yes. Uh, B. Yeah. So, my question to Chris and Ian, like, what do you think Lanfear's motivations are here? Because because as Ian was kind of saying, she's she's playing them. So like so like and you guys can tell that. So like what do you think her motivations are? Like what do you what do you think her goals are from this meeting? Dragon dick. Yeah. So like I I've already kind of alluded <laughs> yeah. to it. Uh, I mean I, I think she still wants to be you with Rain. Take your mid-level players, the people that together are strong enough to take down your upper echelon. You manipulate the dragon. You get rid of the yeah. upper level players and then you pull the dragon in and you get rid of the rest. Like it's just picking them off piece by piece until you are you and the dragon are the only one at play here. Oh, okay, all right. And I mean, that's a solid takeaway from this that she's just maneuvering them to be like, "You're all gonna get knocked off the Ian, board. I'm just fucking with you, and really, I'm gonna end up with Rand." Yeah, and then you have Rand okay. in the background. He's thoughts. like, "I'll let Ian give his thoughts on the first thing I'll go." I mean, I was pretty much gonna say the same thing. I don't think she cares about the rest of the forsaken they're just pawns in her game uh and even the relationship with ran might is a pawn in her game i mean uh whether it's ultimate power and she'd be at the seat of that ultimate power or again maybe we find out more bend or whatever or to it but she believes that her end game is is the only way the only against everybody else like chris said you know knock off more forsaken try and consolidate power Rain's part of that play, or maybe she does just want to do that bed, and maybe, maybe that's what it's all about. Well, uh, and I, to your to your thoughts earlier, they're not all evil, and she is in love with Luz Theron. So her other goal in helping him to gain his power is to hopefully also help him gain knowledge of his past. 
because the more he connects with his power, the more he connects with his past memories. And she's hoping, all right, the more you gain these memories, the more of yourself you will earn and you will learn how much you loved and cared for me. Chris, can I tell you something that I find most fascinating about your perspective? Yes. I have known, disappointingly, uh, for myself, not for you, hundreds of people reading the books, and I don't know if I've ever met a person more sympathetic to literally every Forsaken's viewpoint ever. And I'm not (laughs) saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. But I have never met a person who's more just like, you know, I know that they've been, you know, pretty much the personification of evil for 3,000 years, but, you know, it's nice that she wants to bring Rand into... You know the whole knowledge of mass murder that everyone assumes she had. I have never met anyone like that. I'm fascinated to what. Uh, are you married? All of, all of our friends grew up or convicted felons. Yeah, I was gonna say like, we could probably learn more about that and maybe put you on some sort of I don't know uh, FBI list. But anyway, no, I, I'm fascinated by that. That's like, and I'm not again. I'm not saying that's wrong. Like, I, I just think that's just a bizarrely different in a in a very good way uh viewpoint because you know most of the time you always adopt right like hey 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 john let's just see it from their perspective (laughs) again what i'm trying to say is like what does rand do we should read the stories read the stories well that's actually not correct so the stories about forsaken maybe that's not correct right Uh, so i mean I, i you're not i'm not saying you're wrong here i'm just fascinated that you've really gone that far out here and I can only imagine what happens when you read some, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess you're you're married, so never mind. It doesn't matter. But like no, you I'm can read some yet. very interesting stories and just go fuck someone. He would have I know been a I, Chris, Chris would have been a great counselor for uh, like a group counselor for the Forsaken while they were shopping the door. <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to say, cause then, then you look at Raven and you look at his his frame of thought, he's sitting back and he's listening. That's so Raven. And he's like, he he himself preferred dip- diplomacy and manipulation to open conflict was the statement. <laughs> Sounds like a good guy to me. He prefers back. And he's like, huh. So we, we have Rand and we know that we can use him for our own means and we know that Landfear is trying to use us. So he's literally picking this whole situation apart. And in his mind, he's like, this is working out very well indeed. This is better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, so if we're looking at somebody with kind of a mischievous ideology, as far as this group is concerned, it would be him. You see him openly compelling Aes Sedai to do his bidding. You it doesn't see make him evil. Though, all right, we, we all have often. perspectives. You're right. It doesn't make him evil. We don't know what his ultimate goal is. Yeah. We don't know where he's going to take this group in yeah. his mind. So in the end, he might be the good guy. We, we really don't know how this is all going to play out. I think one thing that we do know is that Lanfear needs to watch her back when it comes to him. Well, it's great ass. If I were her, I'd always be looking at my own ass. Yeah. Would you? What about your boobs? Yeah. I mean, look, she doesn't seem overly like they're probably very nice. Like I'm thinking, probably like B, kind of BC, just right up there. The ass is probably what? Too. They always call her very thin. Like these aren't some like double D tits just mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah. And then also, yeah, there's no mention of back problems. So. Again, there's that. <laughs> there's that that 
discourse going thank you. on thank you, Alan. with Mogadine. No mention of back problems is the best summation. Alan's, Alan's adding to the Discord chat, and I'm just like, I can't. I just look at it, too. Boobs. It just, it boob talk. boobs. Yeah. I'm transcribing for Jono. Uh, so I've been, I've been just... No one can hear Jono. Lanfear boob talk. That's what we're discussing. We have two more eyes to die that are being discussed, though. And it's like, we know they like to work from yeah, the shadows. Yeah. And we know they hate Luz Theron. So we definitely need to make sure we handle them. Like... You know, at the end, yeah, of Demon the, Dread and Magedian. We really don't know much about Luz Theron in regards to what his overall ultimate goal was here. No, but I mean, we've seen Titanic, so we know what Billy Zane interacts with him, with, like, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I feel like that's enough hints. I think, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Lost that one. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Does anybody else feel sorry for this Raven guy? I mean, think about it. Um, listening free free will's important um i, I wrote this paper mm-hmm. so i was a religious studies major in college i wrote this paper about uh free will and you know i didn't need means to automatically love him uh well because if you force people to love you and force people to care about you like there's there's fascinating isn't that like it's only they're crazy because you made them you give them free will and the option to choose between other things that are more tempting <laughs> than when they choose to love you and choose to care about you, it, it's that much greater of a feeling. Well, look at here, this Raven person has to compel everybody to show any goodness towards him and to serve him. Like, his self-esteem has got to be super low. He doesn't even try to form natural relationships anymore. He's like, And I help but think, like, what was, what was the tragedy in his life? What was the childhood like? That made his self-esteem so low. Like, what? There's, there's got to be. What's even worse with the other female? I don't know. Guy. I feel she like you meant to say compulse, compulse, compulse. Grindel's the same way. Yeah, I was just like, Grindel is the exact same way, though. She is even worse because she's yeah. openly flaunting it over people that are like powerful. All right, she come on. Grindel just wants like that kid picked on in elementary school. <laughs> that like, she's like, now that Can't I have the power. <laughs> Like, she's got her Twinkies in one hand, her Ho-Ho's in the other, and she's <laughs> compelling with blinks. You made her, too? Yeah. Uh, again, this, like, it's it's really funny, like, generationally, and God, I sound old, and also, I think I'm the same age as you guys, or close enough. Like, it's fascinating that this is where the conversation goes. Like, literally a decade or two, or three, really, when we started to read these things, well, not quite three, but, uh, like, you know, like, there was never this sort of, like, Try to like understand your uh, your presumed imminently evil villain. There was never this kind of like, what does the Forsaken think, and what's wrong with him, and just try to like you know dissect his childhood or her childhood, right? It was more like, what the fuck's wrong with this dude? He's trying to compel everyone or try to compel everyone from her perspective, because he or she is obviously a shit villain and therefore just evil. Uh, so you know, it's kind of a fascinating. Here's another perspective for you. Yeah, it's a fascinating perspective. Ian was a religious studies major. Yes. I'm a communication studies major taught by a group of feminists. And my my degree was heavily focused on psychology and sociology on top of organization and comm. And then religious studies was literally, you know, what do people feel, what do people believe? I can't actually give a great understanding of that, but... You know who can? God. And Ian. Same guy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, I think that I, I, I don't know. are pretty much pure evil. 
love finding out what makes people tick. Mm -hmm. So that too. Same guy. <laughs> yeah. We also know that where yeah. we come from, you gotta understand your enemy, because your enemy could be the next door neighbor, and you could get shot. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so they make a pack between the four. Um, I say pack in quotes because um, I don't know how. Yeah, I was about to say it's gonna be a very loose pack. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they all want power for themselves, and kind of how we end this chapter is them just being like, "Yeah, okay, we'll work together," and all of them are like, "Yeah, bullshit, we're not gonna work together." Um, so, so here's uh, the thing. All right, so I think that the other female will be the first to flip. She's uh, Grendel to die too. Yeah. I think she's gonna be the first. To that die. Grendel's gonna be first to die and flip. Really? Yeah. You gonna do Grendel like that? Yep. I think Delusions is gonna have uh have, have some problems with you because her name's Delusions of Grendel. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that makes sense. Uh... <laughs> now that makes sense. Her name finally makes sense. <laughs> uh, I didn't take those so I'm sorry, Delusions. <laughs> but then again, it's Delusions of Grendel. It could be a clue. Like, she was delusional as shit. She thought she was gonna rule the world. <laughs> Oh, I was talking about eating hoes and Twinkies, Grin. <laughs> Delusions, I'm sorry. Please <laughs> keep being awesome. <laughs> it makes sense. And she compulses the shit out of everything. So, um, as we can see from this chapter, like, everyone worships her. Um, so, Thank you, Joe. Yeah, compulsed. Compelled. Compelled. Almost, it's almost the power of an illusion <laughs> compels you. Compulsion. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's. I don't know yeah. what else we got. I, I I've got to get to bed, if you know what I mean. My wife, who is uh, asleep for. Oh, that's that's it. We can wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. We can wrap this up. Um, anything else from these chap? Well, this one chapter that we missed. Nothing. Uh, there's a lot of okay. deep nuance of dick jokes and vagina jokes, but they can wait. Yeah, a lot of dick jokes, a lot of vagina jokes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we can do this next time. Yeah. Yeah. Little finger blasting. Um, yeah. So next, I guess favorite character. Thank Ravine. Okay, Chris is Ravine. Alvier. Okay, Chris. Why don't you, uh, Ian? Favorite character. Pat and Fane. <laughs> Ian, I'm sorry for answering for you. Who's your favorite character, sir? I figured there's a delay. Oh, Lambert. Lambert. Okay. Oh, yeah, there was a delay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, next chapter we're going to do is we're just going to do one more chapter because I like to be a dark friend and make you guys go super slow. Uh, <laughs> so we're doing chapter one next week, uh, which is going to be Fanning the Sparks. Um, yeah, Fanning the Sparks is the name of that. And that's with Watt Spoilers, so they're going to be on for that one. Uh, by the way, we're recording that on Monday, uh, if that works for everybody. I hope they don't follow their name. It's Monday for everybody. Books. Cool. Yeah, works for me. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you guys can come back on too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, literally any day you guys record works for me. Yeah, I'll be right. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be right back on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks so much. I'm sorry about my dumb technical difficulties, which is impotence. Oh, it's okay. And also my yeah, I think you're on the, you're on the right yeah. show for technical. Yeah, thank you guys. We do it all the time. Yeah, we do it. Yeah, our technical difficulties are horrible. Um, but thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Um, do you guys want to plug yourselves before you leave? Where people can find you? Uh, or... uh, I already plugged myself twice today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just twatcast. I mean, John and find it or don't. We've been doing it for so long. It's just we're not we're not that it's just, just, anymore. I mean, we've we've been around for ten years. If you don't know yeah. who we are, we're twatcast. Yeah. And if you don't know who we are, you're better off not knowing probably yeah good for you i would yeah. say <laughs> yeah. yeah 
You can find us on YouTube, on podcasts, on wherever the fuck. You know, yeah. This is a nice serenade. Well, thank you guys again for coming on. Um, how we can be found is at the Wheel of Reads everywhere Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And, and it, we'll have to do this again sometime, uh, maybe um, without delays and um, technology. Um, we'll figure it. We'll figure it out one day. Uh, we have technology problems all the time too, so don't don't blame yourself. Don't beat yourselves up. Um, but yeah, we can find us everywhere. The will the will reads The 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 <laughs> yeah. insight that you have provided us with and the, the guidance throughout this chapter has been really good. It's given us a lot to think about. So we appreciate having you all on. And yeah. Yeah, so the willreads.com is our website. You can find links to everything there. Patreon, Discord, merch, all that fun stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I don't have much to say for a off this week. We, we, we made it through. I'm ready <laughs> I'm to done. say. Ian. I'm done. Hey, thanks. Thank you Until for thanking us, Chris. Thanks, yeah. for thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us on. Also, we're going to steal that uh, ending. Yeah, just, we're going to start yeah, using that for yeah. the ending of our show. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank, thank, you. you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we just. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. <laughs>